Welcome to Huge Quickly Podcast. I'm Danny. Good evening, Rebecca. Hi, Danny. Good evening, Curtis Cook. Hi. Man, I'm glad you could be here. I'm glad I could be here too. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. It's been like a, it's been a hiatus. It's what, what? It's been like a good three weeks off. It's like the longest it's been. Yeah. I mean, we had, we had Thanksgiving. I was, I had a conference in DC. I'm sorry. That's my fault. I've been out of town. How was Thanksgiving? Oh, it was really good. Um, went up with some of the Sasquatch crew, uh, went up to Bainbridge for, uh, to spend it with one of the guy's families. It was really nice. There was like 22 people at the dinner. They have a huge family and just tons and tons of people. And uh, his dad does neuroscience research, too, and had a, some of his lab people over. So I think like about half the uh, dinner was neuroscience people. Man, that must have been exciting. <laughs> that, sounded, that sounded vaguely sarcastic, Danny. And I, I don't know why you would These guys are funny. I've been like hanging out with this group of people a lot lately. And it's, it's like it's so funny because they're all into they're, they're PhD students at OHSU, neuroscience. And it's so funny. They just get going and they sort of I don't think they they don't think I know what the hell they're talking about, but I'm just completely <laughs> lost half the time. <laughs> I'm sorry. So it's, uh, they're smart, man. Yeah, we catch ourselves and we're like, oh, sorry, we're boring, Danny. No, it's not that you're boring me. I'm actually interested. It's just that I, that word could be a noun or a verb or like, I have no idea what the hell you guys are even talking about. Oh. You know? Yeah. You did just accuse me of making up the word nicotinamide. <laughs> nicotinamide does not sound like a word that actually does accept nicotine. That seems like it's just convenient. It sounds like an Osmosis Jones villain. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> it's so good. It's actually really like scientifically accurate. I mean, aside from, you know, the obvious of animated blood cells. <laughs> the obvious. Part, yeah. But the nicotinamide part, if they would have threw that in, that would have been accurate. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good movie. Wait, why do you have, why do those exist? Why would your brain have things to receive a thing that's bad for your brain? Yeah. It seems so, what? Is this an argument for creationism? Well, actually, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first, um, opioid receptors. Okay. Um, so they figured out what those are. And a lot of the receptors, it's the same thing with nicotinamide. They're called that because they figured out that nicotine will bind to it. You have endogenous, uh, like your body makes things that are like really similar. Um, but there are drugs that do it better. Uh, same with like cannabinoid receptors. Uh, so THC will bind to those. Um, yeah, but the, the mu opioid, opioid receptors, like they found out that morphine is like binds really, really strongly and activates those. And for the longest time, they couldn't figure out why you have those in your brain for some artificial substance. We make, we make something similar. I guess that is, that <laughs> kind of makes sense. It's like a chicken versus the egg thing. Like, it kind of makes sense it was named after that. Yeah. I guess. So, there you mm. go. Yeah, she had a huge problem. She was telling me because her rice, or uh, mice, excuse me, got infected. And so she has uh, thousands of contaminated mice. I have 27 contaminated okay. mice. Thousands sounded really scary. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> and it's just, it's fur mites. What and, did they get and contaminated with? Pinworms and fur mites. Uh, there, it's it's really gross. I was telling Danny, oh no, it's disgusting. I won't go into it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that was my day at work. Um, Curtis, so you said that you you work in Northwest. That's how it was easy kind of to get here. What do you do? Uh, I make. I'm a temp at a label warehouse, so I just make wine labels. Oh. It's across from that uh metal fabrication factory. Shit. You know, down on thirtieth. Mm, like by think. Nikolai, and there's oh. that weird, oh, creepy yeah. gas oh, yeah, station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a strip club out there at like Nikolai and 26th? There's a... No, 24th. Oh. 
you go straight from 24th across like Thurman, mm-hmm. you come across this like dark little bar that kind of has like a little picture of like dancing girls, oh, but it doesn't like actually say yeah. yeah. I've never been in. It looks like a scary place. <laughs> I don't know what's in it. It doesn't look like a place really that I should go, but I'm intrigued every time I go by. We should drop in. It's yeah, just like a couple blocks. Yeah. Did you, was there like a hoax? Did you guys hear about this? That there was some huge brawl at the, uh, it was a hoax. What? Did you read about it? Yeah. It was on like some parody website and like when it starts, it was like a Black Friday thing where they were, oh, it was, uh, Casa Diablo, the vegan one, which is just a joke in itself. <laughs> yeah. I thought of it because it's <laughs> yeah. just right over there too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't know it was over here. Yeah, so it's over. Oh, sorry. Anyway, I don't know. T- Talking geography today. <laughs> I don't know my strip club geography. <laughs> um, yeah, so there was a whole thing about like, uh, it was like ten minute lap dances for like forty eight cents or something like that, or like forty eight cents a minute. I don't, I don't remember. Oh yeah, and there was like a stampede. Yeah, and like one guy attacked another with a uh, like a pickaxe with a dug fur handle, and that's when it started to get like a little bit too satirical. Yeah, when they <laughs> said specifically, it was a. An old growth Douglas yeah. fur. I was like, hmm, eh. that seems oddly. Yeah, really I don't think we have yeah. that good of um of like detectives in this town that they're really <laughs> getting into that level of detail. <laughs> well, I, I think as a resident of the Pacific Northwest, don't you have to know what old growth Doug fur looks like, <sighs> Danny? I I literally work for a company that is in forestry. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to pick that out. <laughs> if it was a standing tree, I would. Uh, I'm like one. I'm fifty fifty. Let's say because <laughs> he's like two like main like fir trees <laughs> i mean come on there's a, there's <laughs> a lot sorry. actually mm, yeah i mean i'm a i'm a desk i work at the desk you know desk jockey kind of okay oh it's terrible i need to work with my hands it's terrible i was trying to get you to go camping with me this weekend you won't mm, do it that's a little cold really don't you think curtis <laughs> it's pretty cold <laughs> <laughs> so curtis you could see him you know all around town you're just like everywhere i'm what it's crazy <laughs> right now you can see me in my, my room this is a lovely room i stand by that mm-hmm. <laughs> i think the walls are a little bare danny you know it's funny like i don't know if it is funny or not but it's, it's funny um i was i all of a sudden so- felt kind of self-conscious about the fact that i've got a picture of of mississippi john hurt up in my living room up acro- top of my tv this old black blues musician i was like man curtis is gonna come over and think i'm just i'm i'm I took down my Larry the Cable guy, threw up a John Hurt, <laughs> and you know what I mean? No, but you, that's like the one thing I have up. This looks like you like blues music. That's fine. I don't <clears> think <throat> you do feel bad about that. <laughs> also, it just seems extreme that your two go-to centerpieces are Larry the Cable guy and Mississippi <laughs> John Hurt. Yeah. Like, there'd be more of a middle ground there somewhere. Yeah. It's probably it's Weird Al is what I really have. Mm. Yeah. I don't think that's Weird Al is exactly the middle <laughs> Yeah, I am a John Hurt fan though. You know, blues is funny because I just hate it. almost all the new blues stuff, but I somehow caught the blues bug at some point. So I don't know. What 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 kind of music are you into? Uh, uh, John Hurt one. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like that. I got into a blues phase once. Like uh, I'll get into a blues phase really hard every couple of months, and then like re remember that it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Like that in reggae, I'll like get really into it and then be like, this is doing the same six chords for 12 yeah. hours. <laughs> uh, I've been real into like angry rap music recently, which is also all the same, mm-hmm. but it feels pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is kind of similar. Yeah. Um, 
I'll like listen to too much blues and then I'll be like, it just gets stuck in your head. Like then yeah. you, just, I'll, I'll drive myself crazy. I'll, I'll seriously go home and be like, I listen to too much blues stuff today because I'm hearing that 12 bars in my head and it's like, it's terrible. So don't, I advise against it. Just do in moderation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Blues in yeah. moderation. So you, so they just named you one of uh, Portland's funniest people. Is that right? Top five. Yeah. Yeah. Was that yeah. the Mercury or Willamette? That was or, uh, the Willamette week. That's pretty awesome. It was really nice. Yeah. I was really excited about it. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's great. So you're you're kind of like you probably still do a lot of open mics, but you seem like you have a lot of shows right now, right? You're pretty packed. Uh yeah, I've got uh yeah, I've been lucky. I'm pretty busy. Um not so busy. I can hang out with you guys. Yeah. But yeah, I've been lucky. I've had a lot of stuff come up, which has been really pleasant. Yeah. How long have you been doing stand up? It'll be 4 years in January. 4 years in January. So what do they say? What, what do they say? He takes what nine, seven? I'd say it takes ten. Ten. Fuck. So, you know, <laughs> just six more. Six more. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you sound real excited about that. I just love being poor and busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could just keep those things for six more years. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a grad student, I can commiserate with that one. Yeah, but then at the end of the six years, you get like that sweet guarantee. No, you don't. <laughs> what? It's not a good time for scientists right now. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, they're cutting all of our funding. So I'm going to try and stay as long as I can. Good. Yeah. Do it. Let's be poor and busy for indefinite, I guess. I hope you get all like a lot of <laughs> science stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do as well for you, Rebecca. You. But <laughs> I think I would rather be stuff. in stand-up comedy. I'm gonna say, you guys should get in it. You guys have time, you know. Uh, well, if you need ten years, yeah. it's starting to run out. I'm gonna turn thirty. How old are well, you? I'm 29. Oh man, you need some stuff on these walls. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Because he was complimentary before. No, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> See, the thing is, is that okay? Okay, my girlfriend used to live with me here, then she moved away and took everything. Uh, almost everything and i haven't done anything to improve the place since she left it's been like a year you have you have a- just a really shitty like i was at like home goods or something and, and <laughs> with like my mom and she was like you need something on your walls here do this and i'm like this is so dumb this is new york i've never been to new york and i just like to point out that you've got it sitting on the floor well i don't want to like burn <laughs> it for warmth i know but you could at least hang it up it's in a, a corner. Piece of shit. That's it. like art is just gone when you have shit like that, right? <laughs> That's just. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Like I'm. Uh, it's yours. You. Why is that it? supposed to be on my wall? I'm actually mad that I bought it. <laughs> it's just like some corner of New York, and how oh, they added a little color, and I'm, and they just thought <laughs> that some fucking dude would buy it, and I did. Well, there you go. I also let my mom decorate my apartment. She flew yeah. out from Atlanta because it was my first time like having my own apartment, and uh. I always want my roommates to decorate. I'm like, oh, I should probably look like an adult and have stuff on the walls. She came and spent all my money. You're Georgian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you talk like a normal person? <laughs> I grew up in Atlanta, so it's a little bit more urban. Okay. Um, if you get me around a Southerner or a couple beers in. I have heard that. Out, yeah. Okay. If I talk to my mom, it comes out. I got made fun of a lot when I first moved here for saying y'all. So I kind of <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> You should keep it going. Oh, I do now. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you really don't have much of an accent, though. Mm-mm. If I talk to my mom, or when I go back home, it I just can comes feel back it. Out. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Just yeah, it's a nice way to talk. It yeah. is. It's kind of just just flows mm-hmm. better. And what are you? Are you Oregon? <clears throat> I'm from Washington, 
Ellensburg, Washington. Yeah. You are from Ohio, is that right? Is my research from right? Ohio, yes. <laughs> when did you move out to Portland? Uh, it'll be two years in January. What do you think of it? Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I really like the idea of Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What, what what would the idea be? I don't know. Isn't the idea like a bunch of happy young people working together yeah. to make a better world? Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't like actually just a bunch of sad mid 30s year olds getting drunk on tuesday <laughs> but like the idea is still pretty yeah <laughs> i'm only moderately buzzed all right it's not oh i wasn't not, judging I'm you <laughs> you're not mid 30 yet danny get five years yeah you're 29 oh, that's true yeah, Fuck. yeah. just like if within five years you can slow down the drinking and put up like a poster <laughs> you're set mm. you yeah. haven't been to my bathroom yet i have a great poster in there <laughs> I respect that a lot. You'll you'll enjoy it, I think. I feel like I don't know. I just go like I'll go to a guy's house and I'll use the bathroom and it'll be like there's not even a shower curtain sometimes. It's really? just disgusting. <laughs> People don't know how to live their lives. <laughs> My bathroom is gross. It's gross. <laughs> I knew it was getting bad. This is bad. But there it was getting a little clogged up and I didn't take care of it for like four or five days. So then I was standing in the shower in cold water because it wasn't flowing out and i was like what the fuck what is wrong with my life all i have to do is get down there it'll take five seconds and i can clean this thing out i'm not doing it i'm just standing in up to my ankles in cold water (laughs) that's also pretty bad it happens to all of us does it happens to me yeah (laughs) (laughs) that is that is cold i mean it's cold now too so you're saying you do not need cold standing cold water in the bottom of your freaking shower Mm-mm. It's not how it was designed. No. You should... I'll buy you some Drano, Danny. <laughs> I put it down. I don't know what the hell's wrong. Yeah. Maybe really? I'm losing my hair in my old age. It keeps getting re-clogged. Huh. I don't know. Mine doesn't clog. Anyway. If you guys have any tips out there, <laughs> they're like, just fucking do what everyone else does. <laughs> but you generally like the town so far. You like, you've been doing comedy for a couple of years. Yeah, it's you... nice here. I like it yeah. here. It's yeah. wonderful. That's yeah, yeah. It's cool, yeah. It must be interesting. I mean, being in such a white town as a black guy moving in here. Yeah, you know, it's not interesting. I grew up in like a a pretty white town. Uh, I think the difference is that in that white town, people were really comfortable with being a white town and admitted mm. it. And in this white town, everyone wants to act like. They're not actively the reason they're a white town, yeah. <laughs> which is a lot different, um, but otherwise it's fine. It is sort of funny because I've sat with a group of people before and been like, yeah, I mean, like, just make a passing joke. Like, yeah, we are in, like, the whitest metropolitan area. And then someone's just like, no, that's not true. No, no. No, no. it's Portland's diverse. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> I'm like, are you really fighting me on this one point? Yeah. Like, maybe, I don't know. I, there, I Maybe Minnesota. I don't know. Maybe the... Uh, St. Paul. I mean, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. very obvious, but, you know, it's pretty, yeah. It's an interesting town for sure. People, it doesn't have the identity is a little bit interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, it's always fun. I like playing the game when I go to the airport and like sit at the gate, like for the flight that's going to Portland, like just watch the people walk by, like, oh yeah, you're coming to Portland. You're going to Portland. The guy that hasn't bathed and is like, you know, wearing like a <laughs> North Face backpack and like hair in a dirty ponytail. Like, yeah, you're Portland. 
<laughs> what got you to move out here? Uh, comedy. And I just, I didn't, like, I'm from, I'd never ridden a public bus till I moved here. Uh-huh. So I couldn't go to, like, a, a, uh, a real city. So I came, yeah. <laughs> came to Portland. You just yeah. researched the buses. <laughs> I was like, what's the, like, if Seattle was a beer, what's the light beer of Seattle? <laughs> and I came to Portland. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A little starter city. <laughs> this is like a light Rainier. <laughs> I love Rainier, actually. Just got to throw that out. Shout out. Because I'm from Washington. There's a lot of pride with Rainier, which is misplaced. But Yeah, we were watching a football game. There was something you came over for and just like like sitting on the sofa and you reached down in your coat pocket and pulled out a Rainier. <laughs> I didn't want to bring over like... Yeah, but... Well, see, the ironic part is like, oh, this will kind of make me look like an alcoholic if I'm coming over for just a casual visit and bring a 12-pack of beer on a random night. But instead, it made me look worse because I brought over three cans with me. <laughs> like, just okay. surreptitiously like, reach down. And none for anyone else. <laughs> like, it's a, you can at figure least, out your own alcohol situation. At least you established that you weren't sharing. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, the you know, most like, polite way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like I'm seamlessly grabbing a new one. Like it's, you know, I'm not cracking in front of everybody. I'm like, oh, so just sit over here in my corner and drink. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I um went over there a couple of days ago and got got some Jim Beam, and I was oh. I was standing there at the aisle there for Jim Beam, and then right next to the Jim Beam for the same price was their holiday pack, Jim Beam plus three little mini bottles of what of what turned out to be the most awful. Yeah. yeah. Awful There's a reason they're literally giving those away. Oh, it was like honey. Uh, what was the second one? Black cherry and maple syrup. Maple syrup. Oh, oh my, oh my god. god! It, it actually was... almost made me sick. Like taking even a sip of the the maple syrup one. Well, it was then awful. Ben, I was sitting right next to me. I mean, it tasted like maple syrup. You couldn't taste the whiskey, but he was sitting right next to me drinking it, and that's all I could smell. And it was on his hands or like he spilled it or something. And I could just like, it was this overwhelming smell of maple syrup the whole night. Oh mm-hmm. God. It was so disgusting. We watered I'm sorry it. sorry I brought that into your house. We watered it down with Jim Beam. <laughs> oh, yeah. It needed a chaser and, and which was whiskey. Yeah. So yeah. That's bad. Another tip. Don't. Don't, don't ever do that. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Yeah. Oh God. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> what's, um, like what's kind of going on with you comedy wise? You have some big. Are you kind of like working towards a half hour or an hour or do you have some big festivals you're getting excited about or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I'm working towards a half hour. Uh, I get to go to San Francisco sketch fest in February. Shout out Janet Varney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's one of the creators. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Of this or of that? Of of San Francisco Sketchfest. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell her I say hi. And yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no, she she probably knows you more than me, even though she has been in this bedroom also. But <laughs> I she wasn't able to pull any strings. <laughs> Good way to say that. Well, for the it's the yeah. studio. <laughs> Janet knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows who you're talking. You said she's been in this bedroom and followed up with she couldn't pull any strings. There's a lot of this up in the air yeah. right now. <laughs> You should work on your phrasing. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll just I'm sorry, Janet. I I got excited there for a second. <laughs> yeah, she's the she's the creator of Sketchfest, and I was just she has been on the podcast before, but she wasn't able to pull any strings and get uh, 
I was trying to get some sketches potentially in there, and I think it ought to be next year. Mm. But that's that cool. cool. That's a really big festival, though. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a really fun one. I'm really happy that they let me do it, which is real cool. Yeah. I like San Francisco a lot. I'm going down there for the first time next week. You've Actually, never been? this week. Yeah, never been. You really? Been? I don't know what the hell's the matter with me. Yeah, it's yeah. so close for you. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any family there. No one's ever said, hey, I'm going to San Francisco. You want to go? Uh, I did a couple weeks ago, actually. Oh, come on. You don't on. go camping with your friends. You don't go to San Francisco See, with your nothing, friends. Nothing. Okay, but here's the problem. She threw out, what was the name of that festival? Hardly Strictly Bluegrass. Yeah, free festival in the park. Yeah. And it's so I, I say that like I know what fucking park it is. <laughs> in a park there. <laughs> the park. In the park. The San Francisco I, Everyone park. knows. <laughs> that one. Yeah. And, but, okay, you throw that out and it sounds great, but you gotta like follow it up with some sort of like, hey, it's this date. Like I just, I that stuff goes out. It's this weekend. This is the lineup. It's gonna be fantastic. We'll drive down this night, you know, drive overnight, take turns, three hour shifts. I had the plan. I had that game plan, Danny. Curtis I didn't have would a- probably go to that. That's. Damn well, it. I still count you guys as strangers, so I will politely decline. Okay. But it seems like you guys know each other very well, so I don't know why you didn't come. <laughs> well, she should know me well enough to know that I need like plans on the calendar, I need reminders, or I'll just never think about it again. Oh, Danny, I harassed you so much about it. <laughs> <laughs> we can go back in the G-Chat history and look this up. Man, mm. that sounded like fun, a free concert in San Francisco. I know, it was so fun. much fun. I'm sorry. When I went I'm sorry. I'm a couple lame, years man. ago, not this past year, because no one would go with me. <sighs> wow, this is making the... <laughs> well, you need better friends. A- apparently. I mean, mm. I didn't say it. You did. Yeah. Well, I don't get to go to a free concert, but I do get to go take a tour through Google. Oh, that doesn't sound like as much fun, but it's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, that's right. Are you going to go on a weekday? I'm going to end up being there on Friday. Uh, I heard that the weekday is better, I think, because the cafeteria is open and you get more options. <laughs> I was told specifically to like go on a weekday if you're ever going to go tour. So you actually kind of know about this. I had a friend that interned there for a year or two. Uh-huh. I never went to go to see him. But... I'm not super, super concerned about the cafeteria. Um, That's good food. Yeah. Google probably has really good food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen That's... pictures. <laughs> I know. Google and like Facebook, <laughs> they seem like, man, I don't know. That's not the work environment I have. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but what? no. Danny, your, your office, didn't you guys just go to the holiday beer festival? Yeah, there's sort of like some cool perks, but I still live in a cube farm. Mm, you okay. Know? You know? What's a cube Is that a real farm? term? <laughs> An apartment? <laughs> what is, are you like a lumberjack secretary? <laughs> Yeah, that's actually kind of close. Okay. That I work like at a fine job. <laughs> <laughs> How many trees are we cutting down today? I work as a financial analyst for a timber investment company. Oh, word. It's not the most popular thing in Portland. I mean, you are destroying the world for a paycheck, but like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. We all kind of are, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's and like a good stock response. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I have to consult my PR book here. <laughs> oh, well, actually... Uh, uh, we re we replant, and uh, yes, yeah, some of the old growth forests are being destroyed. <laughs> but um, the, that's kind of cool, though. Part of the, the reason I'm going down to down by San Francisco is that there's a big conservation, huge like probably seventy five thousand acres of conserved redwoods that we manage. And you're so gonna take it down? <laughs> Just uh, go scope it out. <laughs> yeah. Just look. I need a new <laughs> cabin. <laughs> Did Shut you, this one down. Did you ever see the movie Fern Gully? 
Oh yeah. Of course. Just I think maybe you should rewatch it a couple times. Yeah. I don't know. Does that mean you're like the oozing black monster? And the is I'm the, more like Avatar and that mech. Mm. You know what I mean? I never saw it. You never saw Avatar? Mm-mm. Curtis? I don't remember. <laughs> um there it's the same story. They just totally ripped it off. <laughs> it's the same exact story. <laughs> How do you get away with shit like that? You don't get away with that in comedy. People I mean, ca- people call you out. I think people call you I've I, you get pretty close. I've heard uh a similar okay cupid joke 50 times in the last 3 months. Like What is it? Just like this I got this message. Why would you send that to a person? Let's <laughs> investigate why I didn't like it. <laughs> or like Tinder ones that are all just like I don't I was going to have sex with you but then you were rude and then you just put in specifics. <laughs> so you're kind of you you listen and perform a lot of to a lot of comedy so like you probably kind of know where a jokes going when some open micers up there right like is that just all the time yeah it's tricky because like um like you guys went to did you guys go to school you're in school did you go to school I went to school yeah so like remember like when you were a freshman and you were just so excited about everything and then by the time you were a senior you were like fuck these freshmen they're so dumb <laughs> yeah like. <laughs> It's like that, but like you still like, no, but I want to support you because yeah. I know how hard it is, but also get out of here with that shit. Oh, man. Do people seem to take that pretty well? Or, or, or do you ever even try to really be like, dude, that's really a pretty hack premise or anything? Do you ever do that? Maybe. I can. Uh, I guess I never thought about what would be nicer. I've never done it. I feel like it's so hard for people to like work up the nerve to say jokes in front of people the first time at all that I'm not yeah. sure if telling them they might want to change it up would like <laughs> give them confidence or shut them down. Right. Yeah. So I just shake, I just tried to tell everybody a good job and even if I hated it. <laughs> Great, bro. Yeah, somebody's going to listen to this now and question yeah, every exactly. time I You're say like, it. Oh man. <laughs> Keep working on it, man, but it's coming along. Man, oh man. Yeah, I, um, I sort of dabbled in stand up for just a little bit, probably done it like, I don't know, five or six times. But one of the things I went to was Christine Levine did a little like, like oh, show yeah, up yeah. just critical to comedy. critical comedy. Yeah. And it was, it was actually pretty good, but it's also like your mindset is I'm going to be critiqued on this. You yeah. Know? So that's kind of, if it was just out of the blue, like, Hey, <laughs> that wasn't so awesome. That might be a little bit harder to take, but do you think you played it safer mm. then knowing that you're going to get tr- critiqued? Well, I, it was the only material I had, oh, so okay. I had to go with it. <laughs> I was actually laughing because I read an interview that you did with Allison Hallett uh, oh, yeah. probably earlier this year. And one of the things you said, I don't have it in front of me, but just to paraphrase kind of, it's like you were saying, I don't know, kind of your point was like, yeah, you kind of, you know, it's always sort of like an evolution. Like you start out with some porn jokes. And you talk about how you jack off and then you kind of move on to like, oh, this is some things like this is what type of person I am. And you kind of start explaining yourself kind of, I don't know if that's exactly right, but that's kind of like how the evolution starts. And they, they both, you were kind of making the point. It sounded like, like they're both sort of hacky premises. And it's funny because my first like real kind of joke that I actually went with was a porn joke. And then like, even right now, if I was, since I've sort of tried to move on, if I was going to start a joke right now, I think my opener would be about how I'm super lazy. So it's like, yeah, I'm following this path. It's good though. There's no fault in it. Like, what are you supposed to do if you've never done it? Like, like if you handed me a neuroscience book right now, mm-hmm. I would just like, I have a lot of assumptions for how it works. <laughs> I, this is a terrible 
This is a terrible metaphor. It's <laughs> using neuroscience to describe comedy. What's a better one? <laughs> if I was a lumberjack secretary and I had never done it before, I'd be like, yo, this is probably really easy. But then there would be like a lot of hard parts. Yeah. Neuroscience would just be hard all the way. So that's not a good one. Nah, that's a lot of easy parts. So would lumber. I don't know. Well, see, out in the woods, you do it wrong. That tree's fucking falling on your head. Yeah. That tree's like an audience, man. <laughs> <laughs> but... All those fellow comedians, man, they just lift that tree back off you and get you back on your feet. Dude, this is really terrible. <laughs> do they do? They oh just jump God. off the tree. Or they're like, no, stay down. That's fucking hacky shit. Don't say that again. I think you may have hit a low point with your metaphors. <laughs> I that may have been it. Whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> she always criticizes my metaphors. I don't criticize. Just that one. Uh, Danny uses a lot of metaphors. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you should. Please. Don't don't let me just get away with that shit all the time. Mm. Who was it? Um, God, is it is there a Jake like Wiseman that's in the scene here? Jake uh, Silberman, maybe that's maybe a, there's a Jake Wiseman. <laughs> Silberman, that's a mistake I could make. <laughs> Wiseman to Silberman. I don't know why I'm bringing him him up. Just that I I, I saw him open uh, hosting a, an open mic one time, and I could just tell from like his body language that he was like hating these hacky premises that kept coming up and Aww. I was just laughing but <laughs> it's um it's very hard to avoid there's just you can't become whoever Lucy K whatever just right I actually had a weird like idea that maybe this maybe I would be the one exception and sort of show up and I don't know it would just sort of I would feel okay and I it would sort of go well and it's like then you get you tr do that first time where you're like 30, 45 seconds in and no one's laughing. You're like, holy shit. I'm actually up here. <laughs> Not oh a my natural. God. <laughs> have you, have you like really thing. had some bad bombs? Everybody does, right? Yeah. I think you gotta be a little bit delusional to start. Yeah. I bombed pretty hard. Uh, it's never fun. <laughs> it's always <laughs> so sad. Aww. I honestly think I might have been the most scared. I've, I've, I felt terror in a weird way that I hadn't felt when it was a good 45 seconds in. I was like, these people don't like this at all. And then I was like, can I just turn on and leave? I don't, <laughs> it's yeah. weird when you have to formally doubt an aspect of your personality. Like, yeah. Like no one, like you've never, like with music and poems and like things that require or things that have a lot of visual evidence that they've been worked on, I think people can hate your work and think you're not talented. But if you're going up and trying to be funny, people just like don't think you're funny. <laughs> like no one hears a bad poem and is like, you you don't know how to be sad. <laughs> like, and it's so weird. Like no one's there's there's not a stager that is like, I want to see what you're like when you're trying to be angry at people. Like it's just only comedy. And then when they hate it, it's just like they hate. Yeah, a part of you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't have interest in you anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's such like everyone always says it, but man, it is just like it is like as clear cut as it is. People just like you, or they don't. They're into it, or they or they're not. You can't fake it. It's a little scary. I should get back on, but it's like it's been a while now, so now it's almost like starting over again. That's good you know? though. People will be ready for you. You know, <laughs> if you're like bad, you know, oh, I don't. Mm. You know, metaphors. I like it. Let's keep going with that. <laughs> this is going to be very can. If you're consecutively bad for months and months, and you keep showing up, people are going to keep taking smoke breaks during your set. But if you're bad <laughs> once or twice, and you come back three months later, and you're a little bit better, and you just do that, and so you're good, and you keep showing up, <laughs> maybe that'll work more. 
I was actually really kind of encouraged because there's a podcast. I actually just, I forget what the hell it's called. It's an LA podcast where they invite some comics. They kind of like joke around for a little while, then invite some comics up. I think it's at like, Put your store. hands together. Uh, no, I know what you're talking about. Like David Tell was just on. There's some that are kind of regulars at the end, and then yeah. some new open micers. Whoever wants to come on, and oh, they critique them, called? and they have some real comics that are up there. And like David Tell is sitting there. Oh wow! And he's <laughs> he's so quick too. He's funny as shit in that moment. He just throws stuff out, and people are just eating it up. <laughs> but what was encouraging about it is like there were three or four open micers that I mean they weren't getting any laughs at all, almost nothing. But what was I thought was interesting is that David Tell and this other guy I forget his name, but they really would pick out little things that they actually did like. And they'd be like, I like how you did that. I like how you did that. And they're like, how long are you doing this? And then there are people who are all like, not two years. They're like, all right, great, man. You're really, how, how often are you getting up? They're just like super encouraging. And and I was listening going, holy shit, these people shouldn't be in comedy. But, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Maybe there are, there are little things that, that you can pick up on and actually like anybody can get better at it. So yeah. it is, well, it was encouraging. So I was like, Dave's going to let this guy have it. <laughs> and then he's just like, dude, I love how, how you came out and did that. And he's just, he at least has something positive. And I was like, shit, yeah. that would be a real okay. shitty podcast. If it was just famous <laughs> comics, ruining like people's dreams on, like yeah. every week, <laughs> people starting out. <laughs> so I was jacking off last night. Like just get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> get off. I know. Yeah. David tell would be, I'm so sad I missed him when Amy Miller had him. Oh, at Midnight Mass? That oh, was really man. cool. I heard yeah. that was a really good show. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Um, so you have your own pod- podcast, Black by Popular Demand. Is that right? Yeah. Who's your, who's your co-host for that? Rayshawn Wickwire. Is she a comedian also? No, I don't know what she is. <laughs> <laughs> She's a handful. She's nah. She is, you know, watch out. She produces shows. Uh she produces shows and she just knows a lot of comedians I don't really know how. Like she just is a yeah. fan and she started producing and now she just has a lot of people that she knows. Yeah. That's cool. I um I really enjoy it. I recommend it highly. Oh, it's a good podcast. You guys, what is it? A couple times a month, or we record when we record. You know, that's kind of where we're at. As Jenny, can well. we do that? Can we like have that mentality? Well, that's what we have been doing. <laughs> what, what do you want me to change? I know we just had the talk. You're like, okay, like Sunday nights. Oh, well, that was bad because I was like, okay, we're gonna do. We should get back on a schedule. Sunday nights, of course. Sunday nights aren't gonna work. Sunday nights are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh I think it's like every Sunday we're like, uh, can we enter tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I know. I know. We'll we'll do it. All right. This is like uh this is like season three we're starting off. Yeah. Kind of. It's, you can say that. A little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Season three. Right. This is gonna have some bonus features too. Figure out what those are gonna be. Sounds very exciting. Yeah. And we're at least gonna give you the audio track. <laughs> like the, the, the commentary. <laughs> That's just a given, but yeah, um, Excited to be back, though. It's fun to definitely do this. I was going to say um, that I almost got my car towed this morning. Really? I was going to tell you for the second time in a couple months. Ooh. Um, wow. I came downstairs this morning. I knew something was amiss because all the cars on my street were gone. Wait, I'm parked on your street. <laughs> no, you're okay, right? Wait. Oh, you haven't been I left there. my car. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah, because we went to the Winterhawks game and I left it around the corner. Oh, no, Rebecca, I think it's going to be gone. Really? Yeah. No, wait, where'd they tow it from? Oh, no. God. This is real. Wait, really? Yeah. They street sweeped this, the roads. Oh, I didn't know you were around or I would have told you. What? 
I couldn't have moved it this morning. I was on my way to work. Oh, well, I no, went to a hockey game and out. I pre-gamed at my friend's place around the corner and left my car there. And I'm like, oh, it's not, obviously not a problem. Why would it be a problem? Oh, well, let's just oh, reserve uh, our our uh, worry for now. Let's see what happened. But I think it's not there. Let me tell you. Uh, well, that kind of makes the joke less funny because I've narrowly avoided it. <laughs> You might not have. You can laugh at my misfortune, I guess. <laughs> it went from a joke to bragging. <laughs> yeah, a little humble brag. Guess Almost who, got towed. Guess who remembered? <laughs> I, well, I didn't. That's the thing. I just came out to go to work, and then I'm like, uh, what's going on? And there's a there's this big truck just barreling down at my car. I'm like running after it, and it's got a note on it like tow. And there's a tow truck. <gasps> Their tow truck's like circling the neighborhood. No. Oh, wow. Was it, yeah. was it all the streets, or was it like just 24th? I mean... They don't like, you know, they can't do like the whole place. I don't know where it cuts off, but it's, uh, whew. So, I mean, you didn't get a ticket either. You just got out of it. I did get the ticket. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. 80 fucking dollars. Really? Yeah. Mm, that sucks. They really, like, the thing that Portland does best is freaking parking enforcement. That is their, they're their best at that. They don't fuck around with that at all. Yeah. Mm. But we don't know for sure. You might be, you might have lucked out. Rebecca. I almost thought about like on my way over here, I was like, I should probably just like stop off and make sure my car is still there. Like, no, nah, why would it not be? Oh God. All right. Well, well, <laughs> you know, what's a lot of stuff happens in life that you to learn from, right? How is this a learning moment? <laughs> I just, I'm trying to look at the bright side. You I don't know. Like a lecturing father. <laughs> I know. Like next time you go drinking, now you gotta remember. <laughs> You I'm should sorry. go back to your I'm car. Sorry. And drive this it is home. a real thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. And uh, you know, fuck. I I hate tow trucks. Just the worst. Am I helping? No. <laughs> well, what neighborhood are you in? Uh, Irvington. Irvington. It's kind of northeast and yeah, yeah. by the Nike store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. It's a nice point up there. Kind of. I'm kind of getting a little antsy here, northwest. Gotta be yeah. honest. Yeah. Seems they, real still here. There's not much happening. No. And they street sweep all the damn time and tow your damn car away. You know what? That doesn't happen in my neighborhood. No. They just let it get filthy over there. Uh, It's pristine. <laughs> no, I don't think they have the trees that we do. This, this shit like piles up. It's like... you know, have you, trees in North Portland? Well, no. And that's just... <laughs> I know. It just said like this block ends up with like a foot deep of leaves every this time of year. It's like crazy. It's like uh, they really should do it more often, but... You don't have anywhere to park your car. Like the last time uh, I did this and they kicked me out of my spot. I don't know about the what direction you are, if it was locked, if they were kicking people out or not. But the other direction, it's like you can't park anywhere for like 10 blocks. So you're coming home. Like, where are you really supposed to go? You know what I mean? So you don't like the street sweepers because they're taking your parking spots, but you think they should be sweeping more. Well, I'm just, I want both. Okay. I just want to. I just want to be clear. I know your <laughs> stance on this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't okay. know what to tell you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. We still don't know for sure. Uh huh. There's hope. Yeah, I guess. Uh. Yeah. No, I feel mm. like it's so late. The impound's already closed too. Yeah. It's the kind of thing they might keep open on late. Right? No, they close no. early so you, they can get like another day on the impound fee and really screw you over. 
It is kind of one of those things. They don't have much incentive to stay open, do they? Nope. Like you can come get your car from twelve forty-five to one fifteen. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, it's uh, last. Yeah, I actually got. I know where it probably is if it is there because that's where I got towed <laughs> last time. Well, I guess that's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I can help you out. At, <clears throat> at least you both didn't get towed, so now you can drive her to the impound lot if you need to. Mm-hmm. That's like a super plus. That is yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. You have gas money? <laughs> <laughs> I'll walk. She's not cheap. It's going up. No, I'll help you out. <laughs> we'll find out what's up. Um, so anything kind of big going on you want to plug or any uh, anything at all? Anything at all. That you're kind of, <laughs> that you just want to tell people about? Any show that people should go see? I mean, I, uh, oh man, any show people should go see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I kind of sprung that on you. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. When does this come out? <laughs> um, I'll probably put it out tonight, actually. So, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. after you drive into the impound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so I feel like you guys had like such a chill evening plan and going on already. And now you got this impound thing. Oh, no. So, I just, you know, there is honestly a chance that they cut it off at maybe Northrop or something. You know, they got to cut off somewhere. So, what? They can't do the whole freaking neighborhood. Yeah, it's all right. I really hope it's still there so you guys get, like, a happy surprise on Monday. <laughs> it's okay. Or, like, the leave, it's clean right around your car. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, yeah, just, they're just, like, like next time it. we're towing the shit. Yeah. But we'll give you a pass. It's yeah. fine. Danny and I hung out. We went to a basketball game, and, like, you came to pick me up, and I got uh, overexcited, I guess, and uh, walked out and locked myself out of my apartment. Hmm. <laughs> And that was a Sunday night, and the leasing office had literally just closed. They closed at 5. He picked me up at, like, 5.05. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, this hasn't been, apparently, the most lucky few months for us in vehicles. No. No. Yeah, yeah you had your nightmare with your car. But it's all fixed now. It's, it's all good. Yeah, I'm update. never using valet again. One time, and I'm done. <laughs> That's the one time you've used a valet? Yeah. Really? Yeah. When would I use valet? Uh, like nice restaurants? I don't go to nice restaurants. Hmm. Curtis, you ever use valet? Never. <laughs> it felt like the douchiest thing I've ever done. I will walk. I don't want to pace. I don't know. Well, see, I went to a hotel in Seattle, like middle of town. And, you know, it's just like, where are you supposed to park your car? And these guys that I gave them to, they crashed it within like 10 minutes of it being there. He let, it's a really? stick, and he said he didn't know how to drive a stick, so he let it roll down this little hill into the back of a truck. Oh, my God. <laughs> like the one time that I've even used this service, <laughs> and I would have been fine parking my car, but they don't let you do that, so they made me pay for them to wreck my car. Did they not pay for your wrecked car? <laughs> well, they did eventually, but probably like two and a half months later. Oh. It was actually a freaking nightmare. Yeah. It was drivable, though. It just made me look like I didn't know how to drive. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. me. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that was bad. So anyway, I don't know, man. It's um, we'll help you out though, for sure. You're saying you'll take me to the impound? Yeah, we'll do whatever. <laughs> <That's fine>. <laughs> <laughs> Break you out, whatever. Yeah, I want that one. By the way, I, I did notice when I went to the impound lot. Only time I ever had my car towed, it's like locked down like a freaking prison in there. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. Yeah. I'm like, why is this so serious? You know, she's like, there's cameras everywhere. You have to pass underneath this little thing. She's like, only one person at a time. 
and it's very serious. It was just like, I don't get it. Are you really that afraid I'm going to steal my car out? I don't, it's, uh-huh. there's barbed wire and cameras. Like you guys have my license plate information and all that <laughs> shit. Why would I try to steal my car? It was really weird. But anyway, usually that's something that you get to avoid. What? <clears throat> Having mind. your car towed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When, you, uh, yeah when you're aware that it's... <laughs> Maybe you still <laughs> hang in there, guys. I just <laughs> wanted everyone to be happy so, again. What's the, what's the <laughs> yeah. I want everybody to be happy, too. Um, Have you been out with the protesters? You been doing that shit? Uh, I tried to drop by one, but I was late coming from work. Uh, it's a tricky thing. Like, I would like to be down there, but I'm... I can't miss work or shows for it, uh, which sounds selfish, I guess, but like, yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm no, I'm not agreeing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is a tricky thing for sure. It'd be nice to do that, but I can't like me getting fired doesn't help anybody for sure. Yeah. It seems like you've been writing about it a lot. So do you you feel like Portland did that kind of end it seemed like there was some stuff going on but is portland kind of uh no there was protests last night over there Mm -hmm. yeah there's still still going on it's definitely a tricky portland just like we're saying before how just the the makeup of portland like it's an interesting even for like expressing that is weird in this town (laughs) this is super funny (laughs) because like overall like the immediate problem is that these deaths were like ultimately fine with the justice system but like the overall cause of that is because of like social economic tendencies that remove people uh like keep society segregated and like prevent integration with knowledge and people living together and portland is so responsible for doing that to itself that it's funny that they would then be as loud as they are in the protesting Mm. of what ultimately their movement is causing. Mm-hmm. Mm. But like, that's not funny. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do you think Portland's so guilty of that just because it's such a rampant kind of gentrified place? Like, what do you think Portland's kind of so guilty of? I mean, I really, I don't know how guilty it is. I mean, it's, I've, it feels like when these things have happened in the past, there might have been less of an understanding of it or less of this like, I think when neighborhoods switch or like people get removed from an area so other people come in, I think oftentimes it's economic and it has something to do with like supply and demand and all the capitalistic things. And I think when it's happened in the past, a lot of that has been because of need. And I think a lot of that need has still been based on like redlining and other social economic platforms. Like there's a reason poor immigrants moved into worse neighborhoods and that then those neighborhoods became black. And like there's a reason for that cycle. But I feel like when people say things like it was a different time, that becomes excusable because there wasn't this wealth of education and it wasn't a bulk of people who had gone to college. And now you've got this wealth of liberal arts college graduates coming with these degrees that say that they somehow understand the conflicts of people moving into neighborhoods that remove people who never had a chance to get that same education and then saying that it's not their fault. <laughs> and for some reason, the knowing part is what makes it feel especially hard. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good point (laughs) yeah there are a lot of yeah i get that it's um 
yeah, I, I definitely think there are a lot of people like that liberal arts educated white people that really would like to be sort of involved, but it, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's just, uh, it's tricky. Like it, the system is so big that it's not their fault. Like I can't blame a kid who wants to live somewhere for living there, but like, I can't question your motives when you do other stuff. <laughs> right. I don't know. So is there kind of any sort of, I mean, it's, it's such a hard, huge problem, but like, would, do you feel like there are any sort of even relatively simple fixes, solutions, things that the president or anyone else could do that you think would <laughs> do, do, would fix anything? Uh, that's even like possible, you know, <laughs> with legislation. No, I don't, I don't really know what it would have to be. I feel like, well, you guys were already, somebody mentioned earlier, it was like a chicken egg thing. What were we talking about? The names of the nicot- <laughs> yeah. Nipus- neurocides. Nic- neurocides? Yeah, nicotinamide. Nicotinamide. Nicotinamides. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's that. It's been like, a rap song, nicotinamide. <laughs> <laughs> if a law gets passed, it'll influence society, uh, and societal influence change. If society pressures law, laws will get changed and it'll be a loop. But like right now, there's already like a big law that says, this chokehold is illegal and you can't kill people for no reason and it was still fine. So like if society's pressure doesn't matter and the law doesn't matter and is, riots in the street and protests don't matter, then like I'm not saying I've given up, but I also don't know what else to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've um read a lot more about what happened in Ferguson than than Eric Garner, although I have seen the video. But is there even any what what is their explanation as to why that was not a crime? Does there, do the, have you written, read that? I haven't read, I've not read any explanation of, I've read explanations of why the decision was wrong and what is stemming from the decision now, but I haven't explicitly read anything saying that these are the reasons it's okay. Yeah, that, I think a lot of it, it, the officer said he felt threatened. I think on paper, that might legitimately be all you have to say. Right. Because, like... Yeah, I mean, that's so fucking crazy. That one, I mean... I mean, I... it The, the fact that neither one was really kind of publicly... We don't get to see... It wasn't some drawn-out trial for yeah. either one. So, which sucks for everyone. It, it, because... People just, you're not even going to know what the hell happened. You know, what, what was presented. It's just all behind yeah. closed doors. So that makes it even worse. But, um, at least I understand like what the, what they're trying to say as to why. Well, there's just no explanation for Eric Garner why that would not at least be some sort of like negligent homicide, you know, manslaughter, anything. It's like if, if a cop was, on a call on driving his car and ran somebody over like you would be on that would you would be in a uh, uh, charge with a crime right you were doing your duty and trying and you made a mistake and you it was totally i he might have said uh, you know it's, it's a mistake potentially but you killed someone you'd be account held accountable for that right like depending on who it was i guess <laughs> i mean i would hope so right <laughs> but like it seems so interesting that in this, in a case like that, like what there has to be room for you to say, like, yeah, you were doing your job. You you claim that you were doing your job, and you didn't realize whatever you were doing was was killing this guy, but you killed him. And so I just don't possibly, I don't know. There's, it's crazy. I mean, when someone, 
when in some in the civilian life when somebody dies there's someone that pays all the time yeah i mean not necessarily pays with cash somebody pays with something and you know like in the timber industry like i was saying before like their accidents happen all the time and negligence and people 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 make real serious mistakes you know usually it's for usually it's for cutting costs you know they'll decide to take out like barriers that keep you from so you can't reach your hand in but that like slows everybody down so they just take them off then somebody dies that way well they get fucking sued for millions of dollars and like they're they're like i just don't it's you know i'm I'm preaching to the choir here obviously but i don't know it's crazy when anyone dies somebody should have to pay like it's it's like (laughs) i don't know when especially something that's on film that is so obviously like you can't make a credible case that a guy laying down with like four people on him was just any sort of threat to anyone. So I just, I don't know. That one's, I don't know. It's fucking crazy. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to understand for yeah. sure. But I wish that there was like, like that should just be there, what they're working on in Washington right now. Like reconvene the government, figure out like whatever you fucking guys can do that's in your power. What can you actually do? Is there a new kind of civilian bill of rights or um, maybe cops shouldn't carry guns at all? Maybe there should only be non-lethal ways of because there's so many other options. You don't need to have a, a gun. I mean, and how often are are cops honestly killed by uh, other people with guns? It's I, I don't know what the stats are, but it doesn't happen that much. And so maybe that's not even something that they need. I don't know. But mm. it seems like that sh- that should just be there. I think there has to be incentive first. Like, there's no reason for them to do anything. Like, <laughs> like yeah. the state things are right now. They could probably wait three months. Um, and either it'll happen again, and there will be more protests, or the protests will just continue, and nothing else will change. Like, there's no threat at the top, and so there's no reason to change to affect the bottom, or the middle, or the upper middle. <laughs> Like I'm not I'm not an Occupy guy, but like, there's no reason for these multimillionaires to rearrange what's working for them to help these people who got shot. When the only right. people who are protesting are either people who they could also shoot or like kids. People who don't have a lot of political power. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a lot of reason to do it. Um, and like the elections were just wrapped up. Like. <laughs> no, there's not even somebody can't even run on a platform of I promise I would do because by the time the next term comes around, people are gonna have forgotten. Right. Right yeah. now, everybody's like locked in in such a way where they could totally ignore this and the riots would dissolve. The thing that I thought was kind of discouraging is that I don't know. It seemed like the whole idea that came out was like you know all cops should have cameras on them all the time. That seemed like such a great idea, but then shit's still on tape. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That still should probably be a mandate, I would think. We have the technology easily, right? Like, I mean, well, I think they're they're seeking bids, and no one wants to do it. Why? Because for all the millions of dollars that it's cost, it still hasn't reached an indictment. <laughs> like we've had so many camera videos of like yeah. people fucking with people mm-hmm. illegally, and there's yet to be an indictment from it. The guy who shot, I mean, like, for separate reasons, but still the guy who had the camera was the only guy who went to jail. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. why would they, like, we would be paying $23 million or some crazy amount to give these to the police. And right. What was that guy charged with, you know? I think he had a gun or something. I don't, I didn't look it up. It's such a, like, God, it just makes it such a bad headline for them. Like, if they actually care about sort of how it's perceived, 
How could we the only person that gets indicted be the guy that filmed that? Like, how, I just doesn't pass the test of just the and i might be wrong on this but i think they like went to that guy's house after he released the video like they were upset uh, with the video release so they went into his home and he had illegal things in there just still illegal on his part but like definitely right. pretty seedy <laughs> yeah if that's what prompted them to go search. well and then you know i know there are multiple things going on but then it adds in the issue of class because you don't have the money then to pay for some awesome attorney like yeah. that's what would be able to save some people even if they had ended up in that situation, but they would be able to be bailed out by an expensive lawyer. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it is sort of like I was thinking about this because <clears throat> I had, ne- I had never really thought too much about this in this kind of context before, but when I, it's kind of a long story. I probably should wrap it up soon, but <laughs> right before I moved here, I don't think I've even talked about this on the podcast, but this is like five years ago. It's kind of a long story. It's hard to explain, but I ended, I was arrested. I was charged with, and me and another guy with felony burglary and assault. Well, he was charged with assault. I was charged with, with felony burglary. And it's just a hard story to explain, but it was some girls that we, that I, one that I kind of knew. My friend didn't know any of them. And at some point, one of the girls decided that she like didn't want us there. The one girl that I knew was like inside and I was like, well, she invited me here and I'm going to go in. And this is probably two in the morning. We we're like drunk, you know, and, uh, kind of long story short, like this is sort of like this girl, like tax my friend. He kind of pushes her off of him and they're like, get the fuck out of here. We called the cops and, and it's like, wow. I mean, I was just like, we were both just like, well, we're just kind of going to see this other person. And wow, this like escalated super fast. And, uh, so they did call the cops and then, you know, like three blocks later, it's a fairly small town, like three blocks later, middle of the night in this alleyway, you know, this cop pulls around the corner and shines his light on us, gets out. And, you know, we were just arrested. No, no issues. He's super nice to me, <laughs> but you start to think about, that's such a, I mean, it's something that you don't think about as a white person coming from a small town, but that's a huge, like, privileged position to be in that you're not going to, they're not going to come out guns blazing and guns drawn, you know, like, there's just an assumption, I guess, that I, that you're not going to do anything. And then when this kind of stuff happens, that's a classic thing where who knows? It's a couple black guys instead of a couple white guys. I don't know. You know, it's, I don't know. It's reported that way and maybe they have a heightened response to it and we could have been fucking shot instead of just getting arrested. And then everything ended up getting dropped for us because it was all bullshit. Like it really was. We didn't do anything, but you know, I had never thought about that. And then I was like, in that situation, that's one of those things. Like that's a, I didn't even realize that I was in a, in a privileged position there. You know, it's like a, a super deep, like it's a super deep trend, like because more frequently, if that call had been made and you guys would be black, probably would have been more trouble because more frequently black men are viewed as uh, like villains. But because lives are like even legally defined as like or tend to legally be defined as worthy of different costs, there are more white men on death row because white men kill white men and killing a white man is worse for you legally. There are more black people just in prison generally. And that's like, there's a lot of different social reasons for that. But like in terms of murder, black men kill black men and that's less deserving of death row. 
So, like, there's this whole systemic mentality that, like, it's weird because it starts with, like, how much you're worth once you're in the system, and it goes down to you guys getting the charges dropped and not getting beat, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. It's just, you know. Well, it also was a huge privilege thing because, luckily, I mean, my parents are not wealthy at all, but they had the ability to come up with cash for a good lawyer, you know? So, and, you know, I spent... You know, it's, it wasn't a huge deal, but spent a weekend in jail, talked to a lot of people that were in there. And I mean, these people, they don't have any money and they were all going to have public att- uh, defenders. And, you know, they were just going to get some shitty plea deal. And you can, I mean, that at least right then, I never really thought of it racially at that point. But at least then there were a couple things that pissed me off. One is that arrest records either shouldn't be public or people should just not necessarily judge people as much on because things can fucking happen to you at any time. Yeah. Someone can call and just say anything they want about you, and you're gonna get picked up by the cops, and you're gonna be arrested, and you're gonna have to go through the whole system. You have to get a lawyer, and it's gonna be on your record, and it could be totally bullshit, and that doesn't come out for another couple months. But like anyone can do that to you, and so and then the other thing is that there's just this huge class thing too, where it's just like I don't think it's right that you should be able to spend more money on a different lawyer. That whole idea is completely fucked up. Yeah. Like it's just, but I'm not going to be the one. I mean, it sounds bad, but I'm not going to like lay on the guillotine to be like, no, don't <laughs> keep the checkbook away. I'm going to take this dude who just but got out of law school. Even with all that, like, like it's so complicated. Like, and this is something that like I don't, I don't think. I can say much about, but like, even in the context of the reason the cops came in the first place, thank God they showed up that fast when women called because you were in the house. Oh, like, sure. Even if it ended up with you being perfectly fine, like, that's already a layer. Yeah. That gets fucked with way too often. And then to mm. add, like, like, yeah. It's so deep <laughs> and it's everybody. So it's just a mess. Yeah. Huh. It's pretty tough. I don't know if we can solve it tonight, Rebecca. You know. I think it might take another couple podcasts. Yeah. I think we could start with somehow trying to do away with lawyers completely. <laughs> I don't know. Because everyone should get the same exact treatment. Once you get charged with a crime, it should be exactly the same. And I know that you get into subjective shit with people judging you. And that's a whole different thing. But at least like on paper, you shouldn't be able to buy for someone that somehow knows the law better than someone else. That's like completely bullshit. It's like whatever you did, that is what actually matters. And it's like... Your county should have a lawyer or something. Everyone should have the same one. I don't know. It's completely fucked up. I, and yeah, I don't know. And lawyers just, they don't have any incentive to change that. <laughs> yeah. They, would they, yeah, sure. And so of course everything's written in a way that's super convoluted and you need good lawyers to really decipher and fuck. I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Well. That's a good high point to end on. <laughs> yep, real happy. I'm sorry. Real I just, hot. you know, it's just, it's a, it's the topic of our day right now. You gotta at least mention uh, something. Everything and, said, and I hope your car wasn't towed. <laughs> yeah, and I would, I mean, I would recommend. Curtis has written some pretty interesting stuff on it, so I'll, I'll plug, uh, I'll plug your website, of course, and it's on his Tumblr. He's got some good shit. Thanks. Let me know when this comes out. I'll plug this. Be great, yeah. <laughs> right on. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. And Rebecca, I'm I'm fingers crossed. Let's go take a look. I really hope we're we're all good. <laughs> it's like Schrodinger's cat, huh? It's Schrodinger's cat, you know, dead or alive. Mm. My car could be there, it could not, you know. Right. It's it's both possibilities at this point. Uh, 
Portland's so good at parking enforcement. I'm worried. But okay. We'll find out. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs>